days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Must win defensive matchups for the 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. Ready to get into all these matchups because the 49ers are going to be tasked with stopping Dak Prescott and a very impressive Cowboys offense that has been putting up points at a pretty alarming rate. A lot of those, of course, are coming from defensive wins by the Dallas Cowboys, turnovers, being created 10 turnovers already and takeaways for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, But I want to talk about the 49ers defense in this episode and how they can slow down Dak Prescott and this impressive Cowboys offense that is filled with playmakers from Tony Pollard in the backfield to CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and the new addition Brandon Cooks this year to what they do on offense. And that should give them the versatility and ability to get down the field. Uh, They have Brandon Cooks now, which means they have speed. They have a guy that's had six-plus 1,000-yard seasons. It should mean for a lot of explosive matchups for the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, the 49ers come in with one of the best defenses in the entire league, and they're coming off a season where they were the number one defense in the entire league. They're absolutely stingy against the run, only giving up 66 yards per game. The one week this is probably... Uh, in the passing game, and even then, they still give under two, give up under 250 yards through the air. So uh, 49ers defense, very significant in this matchup, and there's going to be some of these competitions between certain players at positions that are going to define what happens in this game, and I want to get all into them in this episode. But football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering Info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Where we start on these matchups is going to be the interior defensive line versus the Cowboys interior offensive line. And the reason this is such a pivotal matchup in this game, because you're going to have a run game that needs to get going for Tony Pollard. And if the Cowboys can establish a run game, they're going to open up the rest of their offense to be able to strategically, you know, kind of pick apart the 49ers secondary. 49ers have been very good against the run. 66 yards is no joke. It's fantastic. But when you're talking about a passing game, it can be opened up by what happens in that run game. What do I mean? That means if Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw have to engage in stopping Tony Pollard and not be able to play the pass. So they have to engage quicker than they want, get downhill, take extra chances. They have to bring Talano Fong in the box. What's going to happen is you're going to have areas over the middle of the field where you can get the ball to CeeDee Lamb if he's playing in the slot, or you can get the ball to tight end Jake Ferguson, 
or Brandon Cooks. There will be avenues and more open windows for Dak Prescott. The way the 49ers have been going about playing defense for Steve Wilkes has been allowing teams to throw the ball and complete them underneath if they can consistently do so, and then rallying to make tackles. So we saw Kenny Pickett in week one wasn't able to consistently make those throws. Errant passes turned into the 49ers getting third down stops and getting off the football field. In week two, Matthew Stafford is the one that really pushed the 49ers defense to the limit. What the 49ers do is not allow explosive plays down the field. They play a little bit of soft zone coverage underneath and allow you to make those passes. Stafford is elite enough to make those passes. So what the 49ers had to do was second half adjustments, get after Matthew Stafford a little bit with the blitz, which we know Steve Wilkes can dial up with his exotic looks. And then they took advantage of Stafford being ineffective in the second half and pulled away for the win. In week three, Daniel Jones proved he could not do that. He could not consistently make those throws. Week four, Joshua Dobbs was kind of in the middle. He did it at times, and then at times he didn't. The 49ers were able to have success. So stopping the run game and then turning that into getting after the passer is going to be pivotal for the interior defensive line. That means new addition Javon Hardgrave and Eric Armstead. And the Dallas Cowboys are coming with a very good offensive line, including inside Zach Martin, who everyone knows how good Zach Martin is. I mean, the guy's probably going to be a Hall of Famer first ballot. That's how good he is. And then left guard Tyler Smith, and then center Tyler Beatis. Uh, they are very good interior offensive line, and finally the offensive line is getting healthy again. I think when it comes to this matchup, Armstead and Hargrave have to hold up first in the run game. What does that mean? That probably means they're going to get double teamed. Duo blocks, trying to drive them, push them back into Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw, getting a push and allowing Tony Pollard that opportunity to press to the offensive line and then jump cut to the open hole. If Armstead and Hargrave can hold up and then also Kenlaw and Givens can hold up when they come in in their rotation, that's going to make it more difficult on the Cowboys. Early run success is pivotal because if not, you're not on schedule. If you're not on schedule, that means you're going to be facing a third and long. And when you get into third and long, you have to pick your poison. If you decide that you're going to double team a guy like Nick Bose on the outside, and you maybe you decide you're going to double team Eric Armstead, then that leaves Javon Hargrave potentially with one guy on him. And if you decide to max protect and keep a running back or a tight end in to help on Hargrave, then you've got one-on-one -on -one with Cleveland Farrell or Drake Jackson. But most teams can't afford to do that. It means they can't get enough receivers in open field. And with the 49ers running zone coverage, you're only sending two, maybe three guys into a route. That allows for the defense to be able to kind of cover those guys up when they're in their nickel package. So you have to have success first running the ball. And then you've got to have some guys win. Can Zach Martin win a one-on-one -on -one versus Eric Armstead? Potentially, that's probably the way the Cowboys should go. Show attention to Nick Bosa. Maybe get an extra tight end or running back helping on the outside. And then allow Zach Martin to go one-on-one -on -one with Armstead. But what the 49ers do is give Nick Bosa the ability to move around. They will also move Armstead and Hargrave to the same side. And so if you get in third and long, that's when all hell breaks loose. You can also remember that Fred Warner also likes to show in blitz. Steve Wilkes will bring him up in a double A with him and Dre Greenlaw. And what that does is that allows the defensive line one-on-one -on -one matchups because Fred can loop, Fred can blitz. And by doing that, He's going to engage one of those blockers to him. 
By doing that alone, you set up a situation where you get Javon Hargrave one-on-one, and Javon Hargrave has proven that he wins in those matchups. Not only does he get after the quarterback, he sacks the quarterback. Three sacks for Javon Hargrave already this season from an interior defensive lineman is impressive, especially considering last year the 49ers have three sacks from the interior defensive line combined, all players. So this just shows the amount of effectiveness that he has provided this 49ers defense. So interior defensive line is going to have to win, and it's not going to be easy. This Cowboys offensive line is very talented, and they're a very good run-blocking unit. But if the 49ers can limit the Cowboys' run game and cause a third and long, I think they can cause Dak Prescott some problems. Dak Prescott has been sacked six times this season, which means you can get after him. So that's going to be something to monitor in this game is going to be defensive line play, Armstead and Hargrave winning one-on-ones when they're provided. And I don't care who they're going against. If it's Zach Martin against Eric Armstead, Armstead's got to win. Those are matchups he's got to win and take advantage of because the offensive linemen that are one-on-one need to be defeated. Now, are you going to get them every time? No, Uh, but you need to get them more than you don't. Make them pay for making you one-on-one. 49ers can do that and be effective. I think they're going to be able to get the Cowboys off the field and cause a lot of either turnovers, sacks, or punts. And I think that is exactly where they want to be. So if you're watching for the first time, or maybe you've watched and you've been thinking about giving a subscription, please do subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. doesn't cost you a single thing, but it goes uh, a lot to help me and the algorithm. So like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Please give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate that so much. Now, the next matchup I want to talk about is we were talking about engaging the linebackers in the run game and the avenues it would provide over the middle of the field. And another area that it gets a little nerve-wracking for the 49ers, and we've seen it on display last week against Arizona when you had Hollywood Brown and you had Rondell Moore, was a speedy wide receiver playing the slot receiver role against Isaiah Oliver. Now, Oliver did pretty good. When he struggled was when he was in man coverage in mesh concepts going across the field. But when he's got to run from one side of the field all the way to the other against some of these speedy wide receivers, that's difficult enough. You throw in the mesh concept, which means you have receivers coming from the other direction, and the amount of traffic you get over the middle of the field makes you either go underneath it or over the top to avoid contact and be rubbed. So what he had to do was go around and then try to make up that ground and that's very difficult. I don't care if it was Oliver, Lenore, or Chavarius uh, Ward. Those were going to be difficult plays. So what you have to make sure you do is be able to stay in those zone coverages when you get a guy like Brandon Cooks in the slot. I think the 49ers like the matchup a little bit more of Isaiah Oliver on C.D. Lamb. And you're going to see some of those matchups in this game because of Oliver's big athletic body, long arms. He will be able to stay on Lamb. That's a better matchup. But when it comes to Cooks, you're dealing with a guy that has tremendous short area quickness and the ability to change direction in a hiccup. Uh, The guy is really, really spectacular, and he's proven through the years that he's dynamic vertically and dynamic with the ball in his hands. So you also have to worry about something that has been a bugaboo for 49ers defenses in the past, a post corner coming from the slot position. So this is a matchup the 49ers are going to have to win. How often will the Cowboys run three wide receiver sets in their 11 personnel and try to take advantage of Isaiah Oliver? I think that's going to be interesting. 
course, if they put the 40s at the base 4-3, Oren Burks has been great against the run game. But so has Isaiah Oliver. Isaiah Oliver's been great in run fits. Knowing where he's supposed to be, he's been making tackles in the backfield. He's been filling holes. To me, Isaiah Oliver's been playing as well as can be expected through four games. He has executed at a high level. So the matchup is still Hooks versus Oliver and how the 49ers go about handling it. Like I said, I think if it's zone coverage, Isaiah Oliver will be okay. He's pretty good feel of where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. And then his long limbs give him the ability to knock play, knock passes away if needed. I think the one thing I'll worry is if they get into man coverage situations because you're blitzing and then you get a mesh concept. And we know uh, McCarthy will move the pocket. He'll run levels concepts. So this is a matchup the 49ers need to win. If they can limit Brandon Cooks in that matchup, I think they feel comfortable with a lot of the matchups that they're going to be facing in the secondary. But uh, you have to go in there with the talent that you have and the players that you have, and you have to figure out ways to use their, you know, their attributes to their best success. But we'll see what Oliver does here in this matchup. And if he can overcome dealing with Brandon Cook's speed and how many times Steve Wilkes can allow the 49ers to sit in his zone. If Dak is not accurate, he's not on target, it could make things a lot easier for the 49ers. It could also make it a lot easier if you're third and nine, third and eight, and you can rally and make tackles underneath in the zone coverage. Then you can force those fourth downs that you really want and take the pressure off of Isaiah Oliver. One of the reasons there was pressure on to run man concepts, you're facing a lot of third and two, third and one against the Arizona Cardinals. Stay on schedule this time as the defense, force third and longs, be able to pin your ears back, get after Dak Prescott, and allow Isaiah Oliver to sit in a comfortable zone where he knows he has help to make tackles. That's always the best situation for your football team. When it comes to secondary, I think another matchup that's going to be pivotal is CeeDee Lamb versus Diameter Lenore. And the reason I say that is because CeeDee Lamb got to Diameter Lenore a little bit last year in the playoffs. He was able to get down the field and beat him vertically a couple of times. So this matchup, of course, Lenore is better than he was last year. Uh, he's definitely more comfortable playing outside corner. But this is a matchup that he needs to win. He needs to limit C.D. Lamb's effectiveness. If he can take away one of Dak Prescott's weapons, that will make it so much easier for the 49ers. We've seen the 49ers be able to limit Michael Gallup in the past. So limiting C.D. Lamb could take away almost completely the effectiveness of the Cowboys' passing game. So Lenore has to make sure he wins. If not, you go ahead and make Charvarius Ward travel with C.D. Lamb. I don't think that's something Steve Wilkes wants to do in this game. I don't think that's something the 49ers ultimately want to do at all. They want to be able to count on Diamond or Lenore to go one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. And the 49ers do put their guys in one-on-one -on -one situations. It's not exactly man coverage all the time, but the zones they run also put them in situations where they have the deep third by themselves or they have the deep quarter by themselves, and they have to make sure they are effective. Also, when you get into some of the coverage schemes that we, we've seen before, the cover two and things like that, you have to make sure you're playing it right. You can't leave big voids where the Cowboys can get the ball over the top in front of the safety. Uh, over the corner in front of the safety is definitely an area to strike, and we've seen Arizona Cardinals be able to effectively get a touchdown going against this exact coverage. So you have to make sure you do it right. I think Lenore has a good feel. He's a good tackler. He's helpful in the run game, but he needs to be able to stop CeeDee Lamb. 
and that's not easy. Uh, Lamb is a good route runner. He's effective with the ball in his hands after the catch. So this is going to be pivotal. And if Diamond Lenore can limit or win uh, this matchup, you got to think advantage 49ers. Plus, the hyena is able to get to the football. Uh, he creates turnovers. He did last year. Not against the Cowboys, but, oh, yeah, actually against the Cowboys. He picked off Dak Prescott last year. So uh, if he can create another turnover, that would be huge for the 49ers defense where Dak has been good taking care of the football this year, only giving up one interception so far. That was against Arizona and a red zone interception in the end zone. That was a little a little crazy. It ended up clinching that game for the Arizona Cardinals, a 28-16 to victory in that matchup. So C.D. Lamb versus Diamond Lenore is going to be a pivotal one, the same way that Isaiah Oliver in the slot against uh, Brandon Cooks or even C.D. Lamb is going to be important. I think Lamb's a better matchup. But that's going to be one that the four yards are going to need to win for sure to be able to defeat the Dallas Cowboys. Also, tight end Jake Ferguson. And of course, last year it was Dalton Schultz, and Dalton Schultz has had some you know, success against the 49ers. He had a touchdown in the divisional matchup last year, and he's difficult to deal with. Well, now the 49ers are not going to be dealing with Dalton Schultz, but dealing with Jake Ferguson. I think Ferguson's looked pretty good. I watched him in, in two games now in the All-22 film, and he has a really good feel of where to be against zone coverage. And with the 49ers uh, playing a lot of zone coverage this season, I think it's important that the 49ers make sure they locate Ferguson and limit his effectiveness. We know that the guys going to be around him are going to be Drake Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Talano Hufanga, and they have to make sure they keep their eyes on him. He presents a nice uh, body to Dak Prescott to get the football. So he's always showing his numbers. He's always in the right spots. He just has a good feel for where he's supposed to be in Mike McCarthy's offense. So I think it's going to be pivotal for the 49ers to limit his effectiveness. Last week against New England, he had a very good game. He was tremendously successful. So if you can limit Jake Ferguson's effectiveness, you could take away the security blanket that Dak Prescott has. You could make it a little bit more difficult, make him go somewhere else with the football, Make him try to win one of those one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside, which we've seen him throw interceptions in the past. The last two matchups that the 49ers have played against Dak Prescott, he has been picked off twice in both matchups. They have been effective at creating havoc with his reads and making him feel uncomfortable and rushing and throwing the football where he normally wouldn't. So the 49ers need to make sure they do that in this game as well. How do they do that? by limiting the guys he feels comfortable getting the ball to in space. Right now, we haven't seen him have that chemistry with Brandon Cooks. Cooks is averaging under 25 yards a game as far as receiving the football. But, but when we come to guys at the tight end position like Jake Ferguson, he's been having effective play. 77 yards in the game last week against New England. Effective. Making plays. Feeling comfortable. That's what the 49ers have to provide. A opportunity to not only get this guy down, but also prevent him from even having catches. And that's tough. When you're running zone coverage, it's tough to be able to uh, stick on these guys like that. But I think the 49ers know what they need to do to be able to stand and stick with this group, this athletic group from the Cowboys. They're a very good group. Good wide receivers, good tight end. Last, it's keeping Dak in the pocket. You have to be able to keep Dak Prescott in the pocket. Last year in the divisional matchup, Dak was able to get loose. He ran up the middle. He ran around the outside. Uh, most of the time, he just extended. 
plays and extended the ball to get first downs. So Dak Prescott was effective. And we just seen the 49ers struggle at times to stop Joshua Dobbs from being able to get first downs and extend drives. A fourth and seven, Dobbs scrambles to get a first down. Third and five, scrambles to get a first down. Those can be backbreakers for a defense. What they can also do is extend drives to be able to get opportunities for big plays down the field. Dak Prescott can get outside the pocket. Maybe he can find somebody when a breakdown in coverage happens. Can't allow that to be the case. So as much as it's important to get to Dak Prescott, it's also extremely important to keep him in the pocket. You keep Dak Prescott in the pocket and you confuse him from pre-snap to post-snap, you have an opportunity to get a sack. But you can't let him squeak out. If he gets out, it all goes to naught. And Prescott doesn't like running as much as he used to. He used to be way more effective and more uh, willing to run the football when he was dropping back to throw. But since the injury, he hasn't been as willing to do it, but he still will do it to extend plays. He still will do it to get first downs. So the 49ers have to be ready for it. So rush lane integrity is important. Armstead, Hargrave, Jackson, Bosa, make sure you keep him in the pocket. You're rushing on the outside. Don't go too far up the field. You go so much pa- so far past him, a couple yards past him, he's going to be able to escape the pocket. You're an interior defensive lineman. Don't lose your lane. If you start going, if your arm set, you start going more towards Hargrave, you're going to open an area for your for the quarterback to be able to escape. You're a, a defensive lineman, and you're supposed to have outside contain. What I'm saying is you're running some sort of a line stunt. We've seen this happen. If you go on my film breakdown over on Patreon, I go through it a lot and why Joshua Dobbs got free on certain plays. But they will run line stunts. And the outside guy, in some cases Nick Bosa or Drake Jackson or Cleveland Farrell, works his way in. And the inside defender, defensive tackle, in some cases Kevin Givens or Javon Kinlaw, but I'll bring up Givens because he struggled in this a little bit. Instead of getting where he was supposed to be, he kind of just tried to play pickaboo around the offensive lineman, and Joshua Dobbs was able to get to the outside because he didn't see an opposing color in front of him. So you have to make sure you get to your spots. You're supposed to be taking care of a stunt. If you're in a TE stunt, you better get to your spot. Make sure you keep Dak Prescott within the pocket. Keep him within the pocket, you're going to have an opportunity. I think Dak Prescott being in the pocket and a limited run game means you're probably going to have opportunities for turnovers. You're going to have opportunities for mistakes. You're going to have inaccuracy with the football. But if you let him sit in the pocket or let him escape and extend plays, uh, let the run game going, Cowboys offense is good. 30.1 yard or 30.1 points per game is a nice number. They rush the ball over 140 yards per game. Very successful. They throw for a nice amount of yards per game as well. But they haven't really had to ask Dak to go out there and win a game for him. They haven't. The defense has played so good. It's given short fields and good opportunities for Dak Prescott. So he's been highly successful. The 49ers are going to have to limit those in this game. So what are the matchups that the 49ers need to win on defense? These are must-win matchups. Interior D lineman versus the Cowboys interior O. Armstead, Hargrave, must win, not just in the run game, but in the pass game as well. Beat one-on-one matchups, whether Zach Martin's the guy you're going on going against one-on-one or not. Get it done. Brandon Cooks versus Isaiah Oliver in the slot. 
If Cooks is able to get going and make some big-time catches, uh, that's going to be difficult for the 49ers because he's talented. The short area quickness is through the roof, uh, and that could be a tough matchup for the 49ers. So Isaiah Oliver needs to limit Cooks. Of course, if you stay on schedule and it's third and long, third and eight, that'll give you a better opportunity to be able to rally and make a tackle underneath. C.D. Lamb versus Yamato Lenore. I think that's the one matchup where the 49ers have to be concerned with Lamb winning vertically. And if Diamond Lenore is able to stay with him, you're fine. But Demo did struggle with C.D. Lamb at times last year, the divisional round, so it's something to monitor. Do I think Diamond Lenore is better? Yes. Uh, do I think he has the capabilities of playing C.D. Lamb tight and sticking to him like glue? I do. Uh, but he's got to go out there and prove it. He's going to have to be physical with them. And, of course, we'll see what the refs determine is too physical and what's not. Uh, Jake Ferguson versus zone coverage. So we know the 49ers like to run zone. They're going to have to be effective in making sure they keep Jake Ferguson in check. Don't allow any big third down conversions from Ferguson and don't allow him to be effective in the red zone. That's where Dalton Schultz was highly effective against the 49ers last year on third down in the red zone. In fact, he had the first Cowboys touchdown of the divisional round last year. So uh, making sure you stay on Ferguson, who's been coming on, has the ability, but you have the ability to rally and make tackles. And Fred, Dre are two of the best in space tackling in the entire league. And then, of course, keeping Dak Prescott in the pocket. You keep him in the pocket, it's going to make it a lot more difficult for this Cowboys offense to be successful. They're not going to be able to extend plays. And really what it comes down to is you want Dak to beat you from the pocket. Make him defeat you. Make him be accurate with his throws. Make him make all the reads post-snap that he needs to make. Make it difficult on him. And if you do that, you have a really good chance of coming away with a win because the last two matchups between 49ers and Cowboys, Dak Prescott has turned the ball over two times in each game with interceptions. Uh, so 49ers, whoever wins the turnover battle is probably going to win this game. So that could be pivotal uh, to the 49ers' success. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Must win defensive matchups. 49ers versus Cowboys. I really appreciate it, of course. Like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Give it a five-star rating. And if you have the PSF app, go over there and listen to the Red and Bold show. Me and Mark did a, me and Mark Adams for 49ers Camelot did a show, game preview show. It was really good. Uh, it's It was talking a lot about 49ers versus Cowboys, and I thought it was a good conversation. You can go check that out. Download the app. Join the 49ers chat room. And then a Patreon video breakdowns. The Ant Hill Show available over on Patreon. And of course, now going to be a new one. Uh, 49ers Classic going to be available over there as well. Going to be me and Classic talking 49ers football. You don't want to miss that. Join Patreon. Get the extra content. Get the breakdowns. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you guys all so much for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.